Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, we talk to Winnipeg Ice head coach James Patrick as they're locked in a tough battle with Moose Jaw in the Western Hockey League playoffs. And then Corinne Schroeder of Elm Creek, Manitoba has been named the Premier Hockey Federation's Goalie of the Year after an outstanding rookie season with the Boston Pride. She'll join us as well on the podcast. As we turn our attention to junior hockey and the Winnipeg Ice. As they're back tomorrow at home to host the Moose Jaw Warriors in game five of their second round WHL playoff series. After dropping game three, eight to four to fall behind two games to not, two games to one, I should say. The Ice took game four in overtime to level things heading back to Winnipeg. Ice coach James Patrick caught up with me after their practice earlier today. And I asked him if he felt relief after seeing Zach Estabchuk score the winner in Moose Jaw Wednesday night. Every game you win as a coach is relief. <laughs> There's no, there's no joy. Um, I, you could say, I mean, uh, it was, I mean, it was pretty, um, for me, it was happy and proud at the same moment. I just, I mean, I like, um, with our backs to the wall, how hard we, um, how hard we played and how we stayed with it. And I mean, obviously, you know, a game that close, uh, when it goes to overtime, you know, it can go either way, but, uh, um, I liked how we played for most of the game. Um, and you look at the overtime period, we, you know, we spent a majority of it in our, in their zone. I mean, I, my, it is, you're fearful that you, know, you go two, three minutes, four minutes and you're in their zone and you get some great looks and great chances. And then they come down with one, you know, one look or one chance and it, it ends up biting you. And you, you're always, you're fearful of that. We've seen it in hockey many times, but, um, but I thought we, I thought we, um, we did a lot of good things to earn the victory. So that came after an eight-four loss. Would you say that's the the biggest moment of adversity the team has faced this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've had um, injury adversity. We've had some travel adversity. Um, but uh, you know, I think throughout the year we didn't. We only lost two games you know, back-to-back games a, a couple times. And and um, obviously the 8-4 loss was, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a tough one. Uh, it's all, you know, all, all I can say, but uh, um, the game was, the game was 3-3 um, with not much time left in the second period. And, you know, it was, I thought it was going to be a real close game. And then we let it get away from us for, you know, we had some, some big breakdowns. And before you know it, it was, uh, you know, by the end of the uh, second period, it was five, three. So uh, um, it happened, it happened quick. And there was a 10 minute span where we, uh, um, we didn't do some, we didn't do things very, very good. We had a number of breakdowns and obviously you learn from it. And then you have to, uh, you have to move on and get ready for the next game. I like the way we responded. How important was it to get the defensive game back after giving up 13 goals and two, two straight losses? Well, um, I think there's a lot that contributed to it. Um, our, our special teams haven't been good. Our penalty killing has, has really struggled. So our discipline was a lot better. Um, I really like the way the refs called the game. Uh, you know, each team had a, had a power play and, and, uh, I mean, I think uh, unless it was a, in a scoring chance, they were letting a lot of the game go, letting the players decide. I thought that was a factor in the game. 
um, no doubt our our uh, um, our D zone was was something that we've looked at a lot in video and and uh, you know spent a lot of time discussing. And then I just thought it was a real good bounce back game for Daniel Hauser. On the topic of of Hauser, where he had to get pulled in game number three, uh, what did you say to him after that game that that maybe helped him put him in that great mindset for game four? Well, when I did talk to him, I just talked about um, how how calm and uh, and under control his demeanor is, and I mean he is he is um, one of the calmest goalies I've ever seen, and he doesn't let things rattle him. Um, he never, uh, I I've I haven't seen it, you know, and I've known him since he was sixteen, and and uh, and so you know I just you know discussed you know went back to that with him how he's. Um, you know, as low key and under control as any goalie I've seen. And, you know, I, you know, we just talked about, uh, you know, getting back to that, that frame of mind. And, and um, I, I mean, our team has a lot of confidence in them and certainly, you know, our coaching staff does as well. So we um, obviously you, you never know for sure, but felt good and expected him to play the way he did. Has Mooshaw been tougher than you thought they would be, or is this the type of series you were anticipating? Nope. Oh, I expected this. Our, um, our season series was three and three. Uh, they have a lot of elite players. Uh, their record would have been better had um, you know four of their important players not been suspended for two months. Um, you take you take uh, you know maybe the best goalie in the league and. Uh, a player who's been their best defenseman during over the course of this series and two real good young players out of any team's lineup and, and they're going to have an effect. So um, we played in the playoffs last year. We've, we've played against them a lot. Um, I know, um, I know how good a team they are They're They have, um, you know, Korzak and Ferkus are high end players in this league. Uh, Jagger is an elite uh, draftable player this year. Matejchuk and Wander are, NHL drafted defensemen who are, um, you know, I can see both of them playing in, in the NHL and, um, and they've got um, a lot of real good compliment players to, to go in with those guys. So if I come into the series, I knew it was going to be a very tough series. I knew we were going to have to play our best to beat them. Zach Benson was not available for you in the first round. He was hurt back this series named uh, one of the top prospects in the central bureau rankings list earlier this week i think sixth amongst north american skaters how valuable is it to ha- you're already a pretty loaded team but how valuable is it to have him back for this series well he's our he's been our best player this year he's he was our mvp he makes uh, things happen he makes a lot of plays um so you know i think it's it was real important to get him back i think um it hasn't been easy on him you know he missed uh, five weeks of uh of hockey and then uh you step into the playoffs it's a whole different ball game it's the intensity and the speed of the game is is something that you don't see in the regular season so um so i think it's been it hasn't been easy for him to step right back in and and pick up where he left off Uh, but at the same time he i mean he's the guy who set up the overtime goal he is um um he makes plays is the bottom line. He makes more plays than anyone else on our team. When, when we uh, chart our chances, um, chances for he's, 
uh, on most nights he's he leads our team and uh, you know I'd say him and Savoy are um, they've played real well together they've been a um, real good combination killing penalties I think they lead the league in shorthanded goals so um, he's he's so important and you know in all areas special teams he kills kills and is important on the power play so um number one great to have him back but number two you know i feel like um he's just going to get better because it it takes a while um uh, and i think it's been it hasn't been easy for him coming back right in the middle of a playoff round you mentioned the ot goal zach ostapchuk scored it big uh, trade acquisition a few months ago when you have a, a, a team that's had as much success as last year's team did coming in with high expectations, is there any challenge integrating a player of, of his caliber into the group or he's just that good and he can, he can play wherever. Well, I think it depends on the person first and the player. And um, I mean, literally right off the bat, he, you know, in our discussions, he, he said to me, I'm willing to do anything. I'll play any position, whatever you want, uh, I'll do. Um and um and he has lived lived up to that he is a great kid um you know i'm I'm talking about a kid who will be in the nhl he's you know he's a high second round pick by ottawa he's going to be a uh, you know he could be uh, has the potential to be an adam lowry type of player um a real solid two-way player but you know has energy can take face-offs and and play on the defensive side so he's been he's been really good for us he's a a big body who can skate and uh, hold on to pucks and, um, and just, uh, I mean, he's a real modest, quiet, uh, respectful kid. And so that's why it made it so easy for him to transition with our group. Probably the other thing is he uh, grew up in Edmonton, his best friend, he's played with Matt Savoy since they were 10 years old. And, and Matt is one of his best friends and, and Owen Peterson's a good friend. So he knew, um, knew he close, he knew, very closely probably uh four of the guys on our team and and so it, it made it real easy for him to fit right in so to get this series across the finish line james what has to happen for your team to get it done uh you know for me i think special teams have to improve um number one and then just uh you know, our discipline has been good we got to continue with that and um, at, i would say if i'm looking at the last you know based on the four games um, we've there's games when we've outchanced them and we haven't capitalized on our chances. You know, we you're in a one, one game or a two, like uh, I will say this in, in game four, it was two to one. And we had a number of chances to make it three, one, four, one. And we didn't, we didn't, we missed the net on some real good chances. So talking about, uh, you know, um, capitalizing on chances and hitting the net is, is it starts with that. And I mean, it's such a basic, uh, thought or concept but um but but it goes a long way just put pucks in the pads get it on the net and you'll get second and third chances so i think that's going to be important uh, um obviously i mean they're you know both teams are going to have something to say about the outcome and both teams are going to settle it on the ice but uh um you know for us uh, when we spend a lot of time in the other teams in the other team zone uh hold on to pucks you know, you know go low to high spread it out get a high forward and um we that's you know that's basically how we play our best defense by by just uh, spending more time and and winning the shift that way so you know if we can continue doing that uh, that's going to give us our best chance
It was a pretty solid first pro season for Elm Creek's Corinne Schroeder. After finishing up her collegiate career with a year at Quinnipiac following four years at Boston University, the 23-year-old set three PHF single-season records with the Boston Pride en route to being named the Premier Hockey Federation's Rookie of the Year and Goalie of the Year. She went 19-1-1 in goal with a 167 goals against average and 955 save percentage. 19 wins, a record as were her seven shutouts and 761 total saves. Boston finished the regular season in first place. They were upset, though, in the playoffs, swept by the Minnesota Whitecaps in a best-of-three semifinal series, 5-2 and 4-1 were the scores of the two games. And I had the chance to catch up with Corinne yesterday, and I started by asking her a simple question, and it was, where are you right now? And, you know, I turned my computer off, so here we go. Let's uh, let's pretend I, I had that going okay let's try this again and go i am still in boston so heading home uh to manitoba on sunday when was the last time you were back home uh christmas so how much do you uh do you miss home then yeah i do miss home i i can't say i miss the winters at home so it's nice to get away during that time but i'm excited to be back uh or heading back home what does before we get into your season as a whole? What does the the immediate future look like for you as you enter into your first pro off season? Uh, at the moment, just planning on training all summer and working hard to to get even better. Of course, I had a great season, and I really really want to build on that. Goalie of the year, rookie of the year. Were these awards that you set your sights on before you started playing this year, or were these bonuses for you? Uh, these are just bonuses. I I can't say I had these in my mind uh, at the beginning of the season. I think at the beginning I was more focused on settling in um, to the, the pace of play and just the league in general, making sure that I was you know at the right level and competing. Uh, at at the highest level, of course. So making sure I was I was meeting that standard before I thought about any accolades or additional bonus awards like that. So by having three straight shutouts, then to start your pro career, I guess that took care of the getting used to things part of it. Yeah, yeah, that was a a definite surprise to myself as well. Just playing. Uh, three really great games to start off and I, I couldn't have asked for a, a better start to my season and, and career as well. So this year you, you put up the amazing numbers that you did. How much of that would you attribute to your skill and how much will you humbly deflect to the team around you? Um, it's a bit of both. Of course, I, I feel like personally I play very consistently all season I was facing a lot of shots and so that's always easier as a goaltender to to make more saves when you're constantly in the game you're engaged you're not losing focus you're you've always got that that piece of it but definitely my teammates helped me out a lot in front blocking shots and and taking away good good scoring opportunities from our our opponents of course how much fun did you have playing pro hockey this year I had so much fun. This is truly a dream come true. 
I, I never would have thought growing up that this could be my job. And now that I'm here, I just, <laughs> it is my dream job. And I, I'm so excited that I'm able to, to continue playing hockey. Because we hear a lot from uh, the PWHPA, not to put you in the middle of this, but the, the how there's not, you know, they're, they're trying to put their own league together. But what's it like playing in the PHF and how has that allowed you to, to pursue this dream of yours? Yeah, no, there's a lot of, uh, I would say, division in, in women's hockey at the moment. So the, the two leagues are are just both trying to sort things out. It would be awesome to just have one league and, and all of us playing together. But yeah, the PHF was a great, great experience for me. I felt that the competition was a, a good step up from college and everyone was very professional and um, just willing to to work their hardest to, to contribute to team success. And uh, yeah, it was just a great experience for me overall. How much do you think it helped you that your first year of pro hockey was not in some foreign city that you'd never been to before, but Boston where you went to school for four years? Yeah, it was uh, really comforting to return to to Boston, uh, a city that I knew quite well and have lots of friends from college still uh, living in, in Boston here. So it was nice to have those connections before before I even started my first uh, professional season. And yeah, it was just uh, a great, great place to play again. The fans in Boston are incredible and are so supportive of, of our hockey team. It's just awesome to return. Now, when you're watching the Bruins do what they're doing, was there a competition to see who could have the best winning percentage? <laughs> uh, I don't think there's too much competition, just a lot of support for each other. I Just watching what Omar and Swayman do, I was so, so happy to see them succeed and just really, it motivated me to do my best as well and put Boston on top. What's your favorite part away from the rink of living in Boston? Away from the rink, I think just the city. There's so much that you can do in Boston. There's, uh, I live a little bit south of Boston, so uh, close to the Blue Hills. There's a lot of hiking there, which I really enjoy. So that was something I did a lot in fall before the season and uh, postseason now in uh, April and, and even in March when the weather was getting nicer. So, but yeah, the city has so much to offer in terms of, you know, food, activities, all that great stuff. So it was, there's a lot uh, to enjoy about Boston. For sure. Now growing up in, in Elm Creek, I'm sure the seafood there is a little bit different than in Boston. Are you a big fan <laughs> of, of chowder, lobster, et cetera now? Uh, no, I can't say I am. Okay. I've, I've never been a huge fan of seafood and coming here, I, I tried my first lobster, I think when I was a freshman in college and it was okay. Didn't hate it, but I still, uh, wouldn't really elect to, to eat seafood if I have other options. <laughs> well, okay. So the, the main cuisine isn't in for you. That's okay. There's lots of uh, other things to try. Uh, on the topic of yep. playoffs, Boston pride went, through the regular season in first place, 19-4-1, but unfortunately losing out in two games to Minnesota in the playoffs. What happened in the postseason from your perspective? 
Yeah, I think um, just playing a team like Minnesota, they're they're very skilled and they were played really well defensively against us. We saw them pretty close to, to the end of the regular season, and you know, having having beat them four times in a row, it was it's really hard to get that fifth straight win, right? So, I think a lot of that was them coming back at us with a vengeance they really wanted it and they really just did everything in their power to keep keep our offense away from the middle of the ice there and in in the slot right that's where we score a lot of goals and they they did a really good job with blocking shots making sure they let uh their goalie uh Levier see the puck as much as she could how much does a, a playoff loss like that in your first year motivate you going into year number two? Uh, it motivates me a ton, of course. That was not the way we wanted to end our season, and there's, there was just so much on the line. It's devastating when you go out, especially not even uh, taking it to the third game and losing two straight. That was that was really tough, and I'm yeah, still upset, so ready ready for next year to come back and and work hard be ready for that situation when it comes question about your number you were 30 is there a particular reason why is there a particular goalie you looked up to or is it just uh you know a kind of normal goalie number uh yeah it's kind of just a normal goalie number i had worn number 31 all through uh high school uh and when i came to BU there was already a goalie wearing number 31 so I picked the next closest it was 30 so I was it was in between 30 and 35 I really like 35 just Pecorini was one, one of my favorite goalies growing up and so I was like oh maybe but I'm not quite sure if they had number 35 or if my options were limited to 33 or 31 or 30 I mean sorry so I, I think that might have been the case it was just 30 was an unavailable number, and I, I like that. So, yeah, I stuck with it. I've enjoyed it ever since. Fair enough. Well, you're not going to change it now for sure. Uh, on the yeah. uh, the recent World Women's Championship, with a lot of Americans in the locker room, was there a, a decent bit of ribbing that the U.S. picked up the win there Sunday? I don't think a whole lot. I think we were just really excited that the – the entire world championships was really exciting. Overall, our, our one teammate, Aneta Tezhelova, got uh, bronze medal with Czechia there. So that was super exciting to see her succeed. And, and of course, Becca Gilmore getting gold with Canada, or I mean, USA. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was just a lot of great hockey to watch and yeah, not too much competition on that on that end. So looking at your summer before I let you go, you're coming home. How long are you going to be home for before you head back to Boston? Is it all summer? Is it a couple of weeks? What's the plan? At the moment, just uh, the entire summer, probably till next season, whenever I'm required to to go. So I, I, I don't know at the moment. I think probably uh, August is my, is my guess, but uh, we'll have to see from what uh what happens and when i'm needed so outside of training what are you looking forward to the most about being home i am looking forward to golfing i, I joined the 
the women's league at at home in Elm Creek. So I'm excited to hit the course every week with uh, with some good people. Are you a good golfer? I'm quite average. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the ladies that I golf with would say I'm great, but I think I'm just young. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah. Well, on that note, I'll let you go. Thanks for your time tonight. Best of luck uh, this summer with the golf and everything and uh, as you go into your second season. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. You may not share our intellect.